Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry so those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, um, and today I am joined uh, by Dan Shannon, who is a billing manager for Apollo Solutions. Um, thanks for coming in, mate. Thank you. Back, thanks for having uh, me. to your old uh, neck of the woods. Tell me about saying. it. Yeah, reminiscing about the old days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and look, as you know, and as uh, um, I was saying before we started, where I always, always like to start. Um, obviously, I know you've been in the recruitment game for a while. Um, how did you get into uh, the world of recruitment, mate? How did yeah, that happen? Yeah, it was a bit of a... I think like most people, if you've been in it for as long as me, there is a bit of a fluke about it. There yeah, was no yeah. like, I left school, I want to go into recruitment. I never went to university. I wasn't the I wasn't the most educated person in the world, but the one yeah. thing I could do was talk to people. Okay. So there's so a confident, confident I'd, lad. I'd like to think so, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I'm six foot five. <laughs> got a massive nose I've got, you know <laughs> something's got to uh, give at some point so yeah I just thought um, just talking to people and I quite enjoyed that and I worked in a clothes shop like a designer shop in Wanstead and okay. this guy kept on coming in for about six or seven weeks and he was being really sort of like I don't know he was trying to put me out of place and, and kind of test me and one day he went to me he went you see that car out there would you like to have one and I looked at it and it was uh, yeah it was, it was madness it was a Mercedes SL55 AMG yeah and I thought, this guy's pretty flash, but fair play. Let's give it a go. He goes, I do recruitment. Would you like to come and work for me one day? So I kind of had to think about it. And I didn't have it. I was literally working part time at uh, sort of nineteen twenty. And I said, yes. Uh, yeah. And this guy taught me the ropes. I was working locally in a four-man band recruitment firm oh, wow. in Buckers Hill. So where I live now is, is where I now, or where I was working. Wow. And um, How long did you work there for? I was there for about 18 months. And, wow. it, you know, I really did grow up quite a lot. I was going to say, that's a solid like training ground that four people nowhere to hide first job in recruitment yeah big time i mean i saw some things you know you shouldn't really talk about in terms yeah, of yeah. Um, i mean look if you've got a, if you've got a guy walking into a shop saying to see that car outside there you want to get fancy recruitment then i can imagine what the office might be like yeah it was a little <laughs> let's put it this way i started out as a resourcer yeah and for me anyone that's starting out in 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 recruitment has to start that way yeah, that's how i started yeah because um, if you learn the the candidate way, you learn all the pros and cons. You lose a few deals, you lose some offers. It, yeah. It's character building. You have to have yeah, character yeah, yeah. in this game for me. So, did you have any perception on recruitment then before you got into? Besides, oh, it can help me uh, get flashy. <laughs> no idea. I had no idea what was going to happen. Really? I had no idea what to expect. I just kind of, in a weird way, I kind of liked the guy. And I thought, you know what? I can. I think I can learn something here. Yeah, At yeah, least yeah. it's uh, a career. Seeing as I never had that education, I had to do something. Yeah. Um, and so you didn't know what you wanted to do and this is uh, an opportunity right yeah I mean yeah I just wasn't in that position where my parents was going oh, I think you should go and do this or, yeah. or go and do a college course in something. I just didn't have that and I think at that time I didn't quite have the drive that I have now that, that's okay. for sure whereas yeah, yeah. I've kind of learnt I, there's something there in me you yeah. learn a lot about yourself in this job yeah, yeah 100% so how um, how were the first 12 months then I always like to talk about that were they difficult do you know what? Not as difficult as I thought they was going to be. Really? Apart from washing plates up in a sink. Um, <laughs> other than that, 
you know, I used to be the runner. I was literally really? like a runner at times. But that was fun because it made me value money. It made me yeah. value what we were actually doing. Humble beginnings. Massively. You know, to where I was to where I am now, I can't, yeah, really, yeah. can't argue. What did you recruit into? What was the sector? Predominantly, it was telecoms. So oh, okay. within the first couple of months, I managed to win some accounts. They got me straight on BD. Really? Uh, I won straight on BD? Straight on BD. Oh, man, I would have found that hard. It, it was raw, but then I had no fear. Whereas yeah, now, yeah, if yeah. I was doing it, it might be slightly yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas okay. I went in, I won a company called Aquant, which yeah. people would know as Orange Business Services. Oh, nice. It's a huge telco. How did you manage that? Just waffled to some guy that <laughs> I, I knew what I was doing. And he was like, I, li- I like you. Come down and meet me. And we went into uh, the Bath Road yeah. in Slough. Lovely place. Um, <laughs> and we just started talking. And luckily, my, my manager at the time, yeah. he, he had a lot of experience. So he was kind of able to do the bits that yeah, I yeah, couldn't. Yeah, of course, of course. So you went with him, obviously. Yeah, we went down as a duo. I had some cheap Marks and Spencer suit on and yeah. a crappy tie. Love that. Um, and, it, and it worked. And then slowly got to understand that marketplace and won a few more clients. And, and in a small agency, it's, it's, it's slightly different because you do have to do more. Oh, 100%. But it teaches you the the rawness of the job yeah, 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 in a good way. So I guess after those 18 months then, like, how did you, like, what was the what was the mindset then? Was you like, right, okay, recruitment is a career that I can, oh, I'm, I'm up for doubling down on? Or did you think, you know what, maybe there's a bigger agency out there? Or I don't know, what was the mindset to, to then of the next chapter in, yeah. in the career? Because how long have you been in recruitment? About 13 years now that's what I mean so that's a so like at that point was you like right okay this is my career or was you like just trying to better your opportunities and better yeah. Yeah. I still don't think it's my career now it's weird really yeah I don't know what, it's, it's a strange one it's, mate you've got to commit mate you're 13 years in uh, well I, I've committed enough I'm 34 <laughs> now so I'm not going to keep what else do I no, do no I get what you mean I think look I think especially look, I'm, I'm 26 well 26 in March so it's easy for me to be like oh you're young blah 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 right I'm not your age but I think there's still as you all know there's so much opportunity for you to do whatever you want right so I think the exciting thing the recruitment does do is that whatever you end up doing if you stay in recruitment or whatever like the skills that you've equipped and gained is crazy so like the opportunity yeah I get what you're saying the opportunities are like well, maybe I'm able to do something else, right? Massively. I think the, the job itself is simple. Yeah. It's the bits that go around that are the difficult yeah, yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, you, that is quite difficult to teach some people, those, yeah. those soft skills, those, those the listening skills, to understand what the drivers are for someone. Some people just see, oh, I've got you another 5K, you're going to take the job. It doesn't work no, like that. of course it doesn't. There's so many yeah, things yeah. to it. So I, I think for me, the driver to move from coal to, sorry, to move to coal IT in London was, I was young. I wanted yeah. to be in the city. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, for me, there was an opportunity to, to obviously get a massive pay rise on my base alone. Yeah. And I worked for a company that was, was brilliant because... How big were they? At that it was time? about 40, 45 people. Oh, totally different then. Oh, I, I've gone... Yeah. yeah, I've just kind of jumped up the yeah, scale yeah, big yeah. time. That makes so sense though. It does for me and, and it did at that time. I met some good friends there. We used to go and play football at the weekend together. We you know we had some wicked incentives. We we got on like a family. It was it was quite yeah. unusual. I've never even though it was that big. Like how long? How big did it get to? It got. It didn't get that much bigger. But what was quite nice is it made me learn a different side of recruitment. So they used to have like a managed services arm. Ah. And what this would do, or, or professional services arm, they would go to clients and rather than I suppose just do one-off recruitment here and there or get on the PSL, yeah. they would look at doing different services. So let's say a client wanted to do, they needed 20 desktop people and they needed them in two weeks. They would go and wrap that up as a service. So it would Uh, be working like having a contract base, but on a short-term assignment. And I kind of got a few opportunities with some of my clients to partner as well, which was quite nice. And it, it just made me see a different side of the, recruitment and how yeah. it could how, work how long ago was this because like that's that's like 
so current now and like like everyone's trying to do that or thinking massively about it. so what's that now that's got to be about eight years ago yeah. maybe a little like how bit many more. people doing it then that'd be interesting there was a team of about six people that did that yeah and what they used to do they used to partner with vendors mm. and it was weird the went the vendors used to get better commission self if they went via um a third party i.e coal it yeah and people of coal it would then go and deliver that service to an end client put the company's hats on and say yeah. i work for that company yeah, yeah. and it just worked and yeah, everyone yeah. got a kit back and it just you know yeah it, that makes it, sense. it was professional so how so long was you there for i was there for about five uh, just over five years and and halfway through i actually went traveling okay which was where'd you go everywhere uh, you? I, I mean that honestly yeah, I, I started in vietnam i did thailand oz cook islands fiji oh wow the u.s half of my own half of a friend i just got nice. to that point i never went to university so for me I wanted to go and experience something yeah, different yeah, yeah. and I had an opportunity to do that um, and it did make me grow up. You know, did when it? you, you got to wash your own pants. <laughs> Serious stuff, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just little things like that, you know, cooking for yourself. It, I had it easy. Yeah. You know. Mate, I, I had that experience but it was in my glyph. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I had it easy and then I did, ended up doing two seasons abroad and then I experienced those things like paying my own rent doing all those things right good life so, skills yeah good, the good, good life, life yeah definitely and that i landed my first sales job there it was commission only selling like bar crawl tickets and shit like oh, that you're not so, one of those guys are oh you? yeah i was yeah oh. i've been knocking on your hotel door basically good for the first day but after that you just want to hit them <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wasn't i wasn't the um like a pr person who'd like stand outside the bar oh that's i didn't right. fancy that i was i was i'd sold tickets so like i'd stop you in the street or i'd come to your hotel but it's still a product you're selling oh something. yeah yeah, yeah. that made that i'd never done sales before so that was like obviously it came with everything else but like that was the first time i was like all oh, right okay sales that's that's because i had no idea what i wanted to do at that point um okay mate so f- like that's a real solid length isn't it five five or so years in one i like to think company. so yeah yeah definitely age, mate, huge. Sure. so i guess let, let's break that down a bit then so was you throughout that period was you always just billing did you become a manager at some point or let, let's uncover that a bit so i pretty much went in there as a consultant yeah I would say when I left, I was kind of around that senior consultant level mm. and experience. Okay. There wasn't really the opportunity at the time they kind of made the top billers as managers. Yeah. That doesn't always equate they're going to yeah, be good course, managers, course, course. as you may have found out yourself. Yeah. Um, and it, I got to that point where I knew I wasn't going to be able to progress anymore. Yeah. Um, not just in the job, but, but you know, learning. There wasn't mm. in, there wasn't that opportunity to learn. Okay. Um, and that's where the Harvey Nash yeah. opportunity came along and um, definitely taught me some good traits there. Yeah. And, and an understanding of branding. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So a bit, I think I'm, I'm always interested on like the, like what you learned about through, through your own journey and those types of things. So I guess, before going to Harvey Nash and more recent things, I guess in that there must be some real, I don't know if there's any sort of key moments, key learnings in those five or so years that have, that have stuck with you or other people could benefit from if you were to, to share them. Cause like you went from what working the four man um, to whatever that grew to 18 months experience. to so then like your, your second job in recruitment, you stayed there for a long time. So like, let's talk a bit about what went on there. If, if there's anything interesting there that you think, yeah i'd say for me is is definitely look at the the people that are doing well yeah try and take notice of what they do take the best bits of uh, traits of all those individuals Did you do that naturally or like i, I think you, you just... kind of got to watch people and, yeah. and how they do things you'll be amazed at you know the, the best billers are not always the hardest workers it isn't how hard you work oh, yeah, it's how sm- smart you work and yeah. just gaining little 
gems off of all these individuals and, and also looking at the way a business is run because that will then help you deliver into your you know your mm. clients because if you understand that you kind of go no no why they're not coming back to me i get yeah. it now um so really look at the way the business is structured is there growth potential for you obviously and, growth and can be a different thing though, growth could it? mean a number of different things some people you know some people just want to build and that's it yeah. other people like where i'm probably at now is you, you want to evolve you want to pass your knowledge on to other people and watch them develop and, yeah. and that's quite a nice thing to see that so for yeah, me yeah. it's there's a there's so much i think i, I grew up there yeah. i think that that's a key thing is don't um underestimate how difficult recruitment is yeah because it is a difficult job um in the sense of as i say the job itself is a simple process yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's everything that goes in between it is reading people's emotions yeah your product is a person mm. it's probably one of the only products in the world that actually changes it's mine on a oh, daily yeah. basis Mental. so let, let's talk a bit about that then like and and so throughout it may be different now but obviously you, you would have had some real tough times during that period right and any anything that you used to do to deal with those uh terrible times go to the gym <laughs> really? i still do it now yeah really? I, I think now i've got a bit more flex i can go at lunch and, and kind of make the time up i'll just go now and just put some boxing gloves on and just really? actually smash the punch bag really yeah oh, it's great because it releases endorphins so you just feel better about yourself you come out yeah, and go, yeah, you know yeah. what you have a clearer head a clearer mind and if there's i don't know there's um a, an offer you're trying to close and you can't quite work out why it's not you know you've done everything you can yeah go away or if you're trying to help one of the guys out or if someone's frustrated you you can't especially being a manager now you can't let that be seen to the, to the yeah, guys and your team and girls so going to the gym and that's it I, I try not to um, I used to as you're younger you go to the pub almost every night don't do that anymore so that, that's uh, I can't afford to either but I, I think those kind of things I try and you know limit the the drinking to the yeah. weekends or, or thursday friday and focus on work i'm a lot more focused now than i was 10 years ago really yeah, that's fair enough though isn't it like that's just that's yeah, just part of that's life just part of growing up and... yeah exactly and you want different things i think the one thing i always did and this is one thing i definitely recommend to anyone getting into recruitment set yourself goals yeah set yourself so for, at one point i went to buy a watch i got the watch the next point i went on a nice holiday i got the, the holiday then it was a, a flat i got the flat then it was the house then it's a wedding. You know, you kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's for everyone, but at least set yourself challenges. You might want a suit, you might want a dress, a bag, whatever. Yeah. Why Work did that to, help though? Why did that help? Because it's a mental thing. You've always yeah. got to look, there's going to be good days and bad days in recruitment. I still get that. Yeah, not, of course. Not it's each, never going to go away. Well, it's such, it is a roller coaster, yeah, as you yeah, say. Yeah. It's so up and down and it's trying to manage those up and downs better as you become more mature and better at yeah, your job. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I've learned yeah. is managing those days. You know, th there's days at the moment I come to go. I just I don't know what I'm going to do here, yeah. but maybe going to the gym or or visualizing that target that you're aiming yeah. for helps. Did anyone tell you to do that then, or you just? Yeah, the the guy that um, introduced me to recruitment, he he definitely kind of, as I'm sure you can imagine, with the car. Yeah. Would you want that? He was quite a visual individual yeah. and trying to show me, and it helped. I, you know, I'm not flash, but I definitely think if you've worked hard and you want to achieve something it's a nice thing to say oh, I've yeah done that. 100% no I think um, look, I like that and, and it makes sense which is sorry that glass is quite small <laughs> it is for me anyway <laughs> um, what I was going to say no 100% I think through through my own experience and sort of through um, investing in myself and trying to 
uh, develop myself as a person. I think all I'd say about that is 100% it's, it's great to have a goal and um, aim to achieve something because, yeah, when, when you do have a dreadful day, you can think about hanging a minute, right, okay, let's get back on this and it will help me get closer to that. I think I'd be interested... What, what's your... Um, when you get got those things, like how did you feel? Was it like right onto the next one, or like was you as happy as you thought you'd be? Because I think that's also the catch twenty two in today's world, right? It's yeah. like people think people associate I'll be happy when they get there and they're like, "Fuck." Uh, yeah, you know I mean? that's a difficult one because it's, yeah. it's materialistic, isn't it? At yeah, the end of the yeah. day, I, I think for me it was nice to achieve those those things. I think mean, there's certain bits. So if it's the watch or something like that, it's nice to have. Yeah. But now you think, do I want a better watch? Yeah. Or do I want a better well, car? It never stops. I, I think recruitment that? is quite like that, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I find it very, you know, oh, I've hit my target, great, I'm top biller, on to the next year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's no... Yeah, that doesn't stop, you're right. That, you know, so that that just keeps going, but I think it's how you want to evolve in that job. So as I say, for me, is getting the guys up and running, yeah. training them, not stepping away fully from the billings, but, but passing some of that knowledge on yeah. and making them understand this is how clients work and this is how the process should work. That for me is yeah, probably yeah, more rewarding. Okay, so then you got into Harvey Nash. Yep, that's obviously it's got a big name, big brand. So you, you felt that that was an opportunity to, to I guess, learn from good quality professionals and be surrounded by just elevate your environment. I guess. Yeah, massively. And the things I learned there, as I say, where I didn't have that educational background and, and going to university yeah. and studying in that way. Um, I know he's been on this podcast before. Dave Savage was quite a, a great help with that in yeah. presenting. He, he's excellent at it. And, yeah. and he, he taught me a lot in in how to approach that and, you know, not to worry yeah. and standing up in front of 60, 70 people and actually presenting, this is me. This is what I'm about. This Love is that. my business. And now... What, to like, what do you mean? Like you so s- so it, the thing that Harvey Nash did that, that was good, they used to do, I believe it's every six months, you used to stand up and talk about your first six months. Really? And it didn't matter whether you was a manager, whether you was a, a, oh, that's a junior. Cool. It's for me. It's good because obviously recruitment has evolved, yeah, and it is changing, and those kind of things will help you to. You know, so me, uh, so Dave kind of used to take me in a room and used to teach me like Dan, look, don't worry about it, just talk through it, yeah. relax, remember the words that you're using, don't try and add words in because you will mess up, yeah. Um, and it was great, and I remember doing my first one. I was crapping it, yeah. Luckily, I didn't actually do that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. It was it was a good feeling. You had like the, the CEO. Um, really? The ND. Yeah, you That's had all, really cool. all like the big that. wigs in the front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all your colleagues in, in, in this um in And this it was room. just to, like, I guess, just showcase your journey. Like, well, share it's a bit your of a journey. test. It's, it's sharing your journey, but it's a test, a character, I think, as well. Yeah. Because the majority of the people they hired were university educated. So for them, it was easy. For me... Why was pe- it easy for them? Because naturally, they probably would have had to have done something okay. like that. Or a like, dissertation. Or exactly. Like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and that that was my mindset and I was like I'm not going to let myself down here and mate I just, don't worry about the education background man no don't worry about it it's <laughs> fine now I've covered it off <laughs> I've blagged it for this long <laughs> I've done well but it's it was really good for me to kind of go that's, that's a learning yeah I like that. that you know for me I learn and now it's a doddle you know if I've got to stand up and I've got a, something I can talk to you about maybe off air <laughs> um, coming up that that's really interesting I've learned the good traits that, that I got at Harvey Nash. Yeah, 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 I like that. Was there anything else? Like, I guess, obviously, so you was there for, what, two and a bit years, I, th- I saw? A bit longer than that. It oh, was, okay. yeah, it's about three, three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... What, yeah, I guess, what, talk to me a bit about that, because you went from, like, essentially, like, a four-man business, 30, 40, to now, obviously, a huge, big company. Well, they had 40-odd like, offices. That's what I mean. So, like, let's talk a bit about that, because I think there will be consultants out there listening who... Uh, maybe in that or made that transition and there'll be some challenges in that that are relatable to you and then also 
let's talk about that that experience compared to that, good and bad, because I think there'll be a lot of consultants who will be getting messaged every single day about leaving and considering to build um, work for a big business. And I think that could be interesting to to uncover a bit of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So for me, the brand was brilliant. Yeah, and and it still is. So why did that help? Because most of the, the candidates or clients you would have approached have either worked with Harvey Nash or been placed by Harvey Nash over the last 30 odd years. So from that perspective, opening doors up was quite so easy. So when you called and you said, hi, my name's Dan, I work for Harvey Nash. Yeah. What do people say? Like, how do people react? Well, you didn't get many no's. Really? Yeah. That's mental, isn't it? It, it was quite, and it, I was kind of scratching my head and was like, what? We can't be that good at what we do or, or what we have yeah. done. And and it was an eye opener. So I used to go in. They used to do a lot of these um, surveys, which were really useful. So actually giving back to the community and, and David. Oh yeah, a big yeah. What the, not just, is it more than salary survey? Or yeah, was it, it was. That? It was a tech survey and a CIO survey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're really good, aren't they? I've th- seen them. It's a no brainer. You look. Yeah. Clients are going to be doing hiring. They need to understand what's out in the market. And if you can add a bit of value by just going, look, meet me for a coffee or beer. I'll come down and give you that document, whether you work with me or not. So don't go on the hard sell. I never went on the hard sell. It was really? always look. I don't want to talk to you about recruitment. Can I come and meet you? Yeah. Give me 10 minutes of your business time. Business first. Always second. business. Yeah, because fundamentally, most of the time, if you get that relationship with someone, the business will follow. 100%. You know, it's like when people go, oh, I want to earn money, I want to earn money. Hit your target, that's a second. The money will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just like aim that. for the target and the rest so, will so follow. So brand was a big thing. So you yeah. never really proper experienced that. So like now, you're in a big business, you're calling people, and you're a bit more receptive for new relationships. So that, that obviously must have helped and be like, that would be a bit of an eye-opener, right? Big time. Yeah, big time. You, you realise how big it is. And, and there's loads of little parts to Harvey Nash that people don't know about. Um, I also got offered an opportunity to go and work from in San Fran. Really? Yeah, but yeah, but so there's just, also that opportunity for a oh, big business like that in so terms of relocation people, and yeah, things like that. So many people have done that. A lot of the people that have started up the offices in uh, America yeah. or, or other locations in Asia have generally come from the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, Was there any other sort of key learnings in that stood out, or you like, wow, that 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 was a real benefit to me as a consultant I, in a I've, big business? I think for now, what I've learned is when my sales director used to call us into a room and talk about you know what we're going to achieve for this month what the pressure was were on him to yeah. achieve that that that's for me now that's really useful because yeah. i kind of get that you know you are a team yes you'll have one or two individuals that will always achieve above yeah. target but you will carry some people at yeah. times and you're still just consulting it yeah, yeah still yeah. a consultant and what eventually happened is they kind of split the teams off so i've become a team leader for, oh, for nice. a short period of time which again was was a nice feeling you want that at that time, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did. I think Before that, did you think that was the next step? For me, yeah, I think yeah, that was yeah. natural. I think you, you have to cut your teeth somewhere, and I felt I was comfortable. I had the clients. Yeah. I had people that I could take on, and I had a team of, of three, and you know, it was nice. It was a nice experience. Yeah. We did well, and then three months in, I lost one of them. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, yeah. And where I hadn't had that before, it was then difficult to, to get the right people in, and, and hiring itself is just yeah, yeah. difficult. So let's talk a bit about what what are the um, what were some of the challenges that you experienced working for a big company like what what does that look like because I think that there's always that question like for me personally from my experience I worked for a big insurance company and I went for for an independent broker was about thirty or so people and then I went to a recruitment agency which is about eighty people and now I work for Hoxo Media and currently we're around circa twelve staff um, it's been more than that but again I'm back to that. I, I, I like this environment because and like you're back to that which we'll get onto right so for me the upside is that um, as a salesperson and in that environment I think 
the biggest thing for me is that I generally feel valued like from the, for the company that yeah. I'm working X amount of hours for. Um, like I, I want to feel valued. If I don't feel valued, like I, I find that quite difficult. Um, and also the relationships that you can build within that business. I think um, for what was really big for me in the recruitment when I was in recruitment was I sat directly next to the owner of the business. So one, I learned loads from him and to see him working his ass off and seeing him put in the effort just inspired me. And I think, especially in recruitment, like when you do put in the hard work um, and you you play a part into impacting that business, you can, I don't know, there's a more of a, a feel to that. So what, yeah. for working for a big, and then, so yeah, a big, like what challenges come with that that obviously aren't in, in that environment? It, I think there's more pressure for yeah. me personally okay. in, a, in a bigger agency because you report into a board. Yeah. You know, those figures are going there. If you don't hit your target one month, why haven't you hit your target? What are you doing yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. There was a lot more. And higher expectations, high massive, standards. Higher standards, high expectations. You know, it's all about that brand. And the difficulty with, for me personally, was um, I'm quite, you know, happy-go-lucky person. But the more pressure someone put on me, the more introverted I become because yeah. it was just, you know, I wasn't enjoying it. I was coming in some days and I was like, why am I going to push myself when, you know, I can just see we're going to have an argument about something later down the line. Yeah, you know, yeah. One day you want to be my best. So it made you go the other way. Yeah, massively. Eventually that's kind of where my mindset went. And in the bigger agencies, is if you want to start something new or you want to start developing something, it's less, you know, there's going to be more red tape around getting cool. things done. You know, you want a pay rise, you've done well, you want all these things. There's always something that gets in the way, I yeah. felt personally at that time. It may be different now, but... For me, no, but I think that that's. I reckon that people probably think that might be the case. So it's just interesting to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So then after that, did you where did you go? Apollo. Yeah, went to Apollo. So my director actually knew the head of banking at, um, at Harvey National. It wasn't. That's not how I got in there. But they knew each other. And he did yeah. a reference on me. I knew someone he knew did a reference <laughs> on me. It was kind of like when you've been in recruitment long enough, oh, everyone you know kind of knows yeah, yeah. everyone. And the opportunity to come to Apollo was to step away from the, the, the big brand and, and start something. So I came in as a principal consultant at the time. Yeah. And that was just over two years ago. And, you know, haven't looked back since, I yeah, would yeah. say. Um, there's been times when it's been hard. Yeah. You know, because when you do work for a smaller agency, you don't necessarily have the the weight behind you like like a brand, but also... Yeah. You can't just go out and spend £10,000 on something or yeah. do an event as easy as you may have done it. So there are pros and cons to both. Yeah, 100%. You know, and I've learned that journey. You think I've worked for a small, uh, a small four-man band, yeah. a company that's got 40 people, a company that's got 40 offices, and now I'm kind of gone in the middle again. Yeah, I've gone yeah. for a company that's 15 people and growing, but a part of a bigger brand of about 120 people. Mm. So it's... I think I personally I think I've found where I'm I'm good at. Yeah, you know, yeah. where I don't get I get the respect. Yeah. I get the ability to change things. Yeah. Um and that sweet spot. Oh yeah, massively. It's it's finding that and it does take a while and, and sometimes people get especially recruiters, they get, Oh, you know, I'm gonna get another five K on my base. If you're thinking like that, you're probably in the wrong job for me. If you're just yeah. chasing that basic salary all the time, you've got to look at the, the work you put in. Yeah. You'll get that on the commission at some stage. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, before we um uncover a bit about the last two years, because I know um as you said, there's been challenges. You're now obviously a lot more in a managing role, and that's super difficult. So we'll talk about that. But how was you a good recruiter? Like build well? I was. I wouldn't say I was like out of this world, but I was <laughs> decent. I was solid. I was a solid performer. Yeah. I, I kind of did most of my numbers, you know. Now, but I've was probably, your contract? Oh, a perm, predominantly perm. perm. Whereas now, what was your best year? 
best year was about 200 plus. It wasn't yeah, mental. That's still good though. Now, I'm looking on 350, 400. Really? So, and I'm billing like, and managing. So it's it's weird how it's kind of that's got weird. better because I don't have as much pressure on me. Yeah, and that's I don't weird. have someone on my case all the time. Yeah, that I've had in so, the past. Yeah, so for, that's what I think. Obviously, look, well, that's what I mean about the whole managing thing, isn't it? It's mm. like working out what is going to make like everyone is um, needs to be managed in certain different ways. And that's something I've I've learned so much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, trying to tarnish everyone with the same brush is is a difficult thing. You yeah. can't do that. And you you know, some people like the arm around the shoulder. I relate a lot of this to sport. If you've yeah. played sport at a decent enough level a lot of it's the same because you look at your team and you look at around you and you kind of go, he's the one who's going to drag us forward. That's the one that's going to, you know, yeah. grow it by the scruff of the neck and, and the other one needs a little arm around the shoulder and the other one, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't shout out. There, there's so many different ways you need to deal with people now. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been a billing manager for? For now, since last Jan, so what are we looking at? Just over yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. So not long, um, but I've, I've learned a hell of a lot about myself. Really? Let's talk a bit about that then, mate, because I think what I've learned, I was never a billing manager, but obviously now moving to London and, and speaking to recruitment businesses all day um, and doing the podcast, like it's, it's been quite apparent that, that that billing manager role is um, one of the most difficult roles in, in the industry um, because there's a great opportunity for a business to, if they get that really right, there's a great opportunity for that team and uh, for it to have a real positive impact on the business. If you get it wrong, then that can also have a, a real serious impact. Agreed. In a negative way. So let, let's yeah. let's uncover this last year then, mate. What's been going on? Wow. So <laughs> I've got a few more grey hairs, that's for sure. <laughs> I've definitely learned to be more patient with people. Yeah. Um, I've definitely chilled out a little bit more. My team might not agree, but I think I have. <laughs> um, just by the little things that I said, just by taking that step away sometimes and yeah. going, look, take a, a walk out of the room or go to the gym, I've calmed down a little bit. And I've kind of realised, look, not everyone's the same. Not everyone's going to build the same. Not everyone's going to have the same work ethic. And, and that's been really key. Yeah. How long does it take to work that out though? Because what what I've heard a lot is that like you can go in that role, and then what you'd expect of other people is what you'd expect of yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like what was did then? Yeah, what were the things that happened? Like shit. Okay, I've done it again. Or like I don't know. Was there any things that you kept noticing yourself doing? The first six months was was tough because of that. Because you know, if you're the person who's going, I'm managing a team. I'm sending ten, twelve CVs out. I'm getting five, six interviews. Pull two jobs. One a new client and been on five meetings, why are none of you doing yeah, the same? Yeah, yeah. And that used to frustrate the hell out of me. Yeah. And sometimes I did take it out on them, and I admit that, and I've, yeah, I've yeah. held my hands I think up. The f- so the first thing is that you've got to admit that that's actually what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I learned so much from that, and now I don't do that because I kind of realise that my job is different. I get paid to do that job. Yeah. You know, so you've got to, to look at what you have in your team, try and then as you build that team up you step away and, and, and get them up to a level where you're passing on your yeah, knowledge yeah. Um, but, how did you realise that then was it just a constant thing that, I, like, yeah I think it got to that point it was sort of March April last year yeah. where we were trying to hire and I made some bad hires really yeah I made some bad hires and and I think that's where it's better in the bigger agencies they're able to take more people on and actually send them through training courses we don't quite have that flexibility where we are yeah. so would you train them to an extent, yes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it's kind of on-the-job training. My director would also help, but we've just got so many other things going yeah, on. Yeah, it, yeah. It's so, and I felt especially so, with a business that size. It, yeah, you've got to do a lot more things. You know, you do have to wear a lot of different hats. Uh, we now have a trainer yeah, that yeah. comes in once every couple of weeks, and we that's do, that's big. Oh, for us now, we've we've basically used um, 
the trainer that's been uh, because we're, we're owned by uh, yeah. another recruitment company we've basically taken their train on nice and makes everyone's sense. well it makes total sense total business sense and everyone's been pushing for it I've been pushing for it because there's only so much one person or, or two yeah, people yeah, can yeah. do and if you've got you know 10 different things going on at once and you've still got to pull yeah. in business and build 20, 25, yeah, 30 yeah, grand yeah. a month so if there's a billion manager out there who's like f- f- like what's your advice to them in terms of the training piece then like would you would you tell them to if it's an option communicate to whoever needs to about getting a trainer and that that the investment's worth it or massively yeah like how can they how can they try and because that must be a real challenge right if you're doing everything else and then you've got to train people and then you've got to make the right decision in terms of your team so like any advice around that training piece that could help yeah the likelihood is most managers within a slightly bigger business so they can afford i'd really be pushing in my business plan because yeah. you should have a business plan you should have a structure of what yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. do for that year so it should include a training manager um, it mm. doesn't have to be all the time, but as long as it's once or twice yeah. every couple of weeks. Um, and I'd also set the individuals to do sort of, uh, we had to do like a short survey. It was basically a yes or no answer. Okay. And that allowed the trainer to understand how you learned. Was it visual? Oh. Um, was you a planner? And all these kind of things. And if you look at the team that I've got and kind of where the, you know, what they're good at, it, it was quite quite eye-opening, yeah, if yeah. I'm honest. And it, I kind of looked at it and went, shit. Yeah. I get why that person doesn't listen yeah, to it. Like, yeah. You'll get one person in the meeting who's on their phone. You're like, what are you doing on your phone? Yeah. But that's the way they are. They, they don't take and retain that information. And, and all these little things you start picking up. So I guess, up. I guess an insight in there is like, if you haven't already, like take the time to try and understand um, the people in your team, like how they like to learn or how they like to be trained or those things right yeah so i guess you wouldn't have taken the time to just actually ask them i didn't have the time yeah um, <laughs> that was the thing it was but like if you yeah but the thing is if you if you made the time even though you said you didn't have the time it would have been worth it like yeah do, now do you know what I mean? but again that's that's a learning curve yeah. for me now we've got this trainer in you've kind of assessed everyone and yeah. gone do you know what i, I, I get sense. that now i totally get that so i know that a direct email to someone's going to work whereas yeah. it goes to someone else in the team well, it's not going to yeah, work yeah, so I've yeah. got to take them that's out and have really a coffee that's really valuable insight really and, valuable insight and there's all these little things and that's why I relate so much of it to being a coach or a manager of yeah. a, a sports team because that's what they do Yeah, that each person will need a different way of, of learning from you but also getting that information and some of them like I've got a deal in there shouting at you yeah. You know, look I'm doing something give me five minutes I'll come back to you I'm not being rude but yeah. I've got to do work as well. Yeah. And and that works with some people, but yeah. others will go, oh, he's having a gut. Yeah, you need yeah, yeah. to to understand your team. When you understand your team, for me, we had our best quarter in quarter four last nice. year because I started to understand the team better yeah. and I was getting better results from that. So I guess what I'm taking from that is like, um, it's very easy as a billing manager to say you haven't got time. But I think... Like if you if you like if you audit your time and make time to understand your team, it will be it will be worth it. Even though you think you haven't got the time for it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a reward for you because you've yeah. got to realize. For me, where I am now, my aim, like we said, setting yourself mm. targets. My aim is to get the team to about ten by the end of the year. Yeah. We'll be seven in the end of March. Yeah. So we're getting to that point, and if we can retain everyone and then just keep building on that. We can have a really profitable business. It's a business within a business, really. Yeah, yeah of course. You know, it is. I, I I take pride in what they do. It's great when we hit target yeah. and, and we can go out and celebrate. And and you know they're all a little bit younger, so for them a night out, <laughs> great for me. I'm like, here we go. Um, <laughs> but it's it's nice to be able to see people happy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you know when they're earning money and they kind of go, oh, and I see what commission they get, and I kind of look at it and go, well, 
you can do something with that. Yeah, you yeah, know? it's good to see it. Yeah, okay. So you mentioned um, made some bad hires. Let's talk a bit about that. So like, I guess you would have learnt from it. But what 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 did you learn from it? I guess is the first thing. But what what was you? What things did you look out for to be like right? Okay, let, let's get them in. Do you know what I mean? Let's talk a bit about that because there'll be a lot of manager, billing managers out there who have to make that decision. Yeah, and if they can learn from someone else about what not to do, then I think for me, go with your gut. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes I was maybe over listening to my director or other people in the business and, and listen to oh you know that person's good because and and sometimes that clouds your judgment. Go with what you think. Yeah, yeah. Be honest with yourself. If you you don't think it's right, don't do it. Yeah. And there's probably a couple of occasions last year I could have said that. So trust your gut instinct. Trust your gut. Like you should as a recruit anyway. You know how important. Yeah, that is. it's strange when you think you would when you're hiring or yeah. sending candidates down. Why would you not do it? Yeah, but I get I get that though because like there will be other people in your ear and it's more than likely they meet not just you and then it's their opinion and I get that. So trust your gut instincts yeah. like that because they meet everyone at Apollo. So what yeah. we do is they meet the the senior consultants, all the managers. So it's four or five people, and then you'll get to meet my team. Yeah. And if one person goes, I'm not sure about that person for X Y Z. I'm not saying I'll take it on board, but I will listen to what they've got to yeah, say. Yeah, of course. Because there's sometimes you just go, no, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, and you have to make that final okay. judgment. So, Anything else? No, I'd say just look, just take the gut. The gut yeah. is the, the one because there, really? there will be certain things. And, and there's been a you know hired people and a couple of weeks in, I've just gone, no. Oh, oh no, this is just not because it's just too. What you think they have in terms of experience, they don't, or they're mm. not able to to actually put that into practice. There was probably in a bigger recruitment firm where, let's be fair, some recruitment firms will put bums on seats and to have 40 people and only 20 billion doesn't really matter because they're yeah. being covered in the cost of what, what's coming in revenue-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, we can't afford to do that. If yeah. we make the wrong hire, it hits us. Of course. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough though, isn't it? <laughs> it's not easy. How do you sell recruitment? How do how you sell do, it to people? How do I sell it? For me, you're, the first year is probably the toughest. Yeah. Gonna, funny enough, I've got someone in my team at the moment that's on that, that journey one day he's he's up, he's punching, yeah, yeah, yeah. he can run through brick walls. The next day something happens and it kind of hits him. Yeah, yeah, I used to be like that. It's very up and down. Yeah. But you can make a career out of it. And there's so many people on LinkedIn. You've only got to go on there, podcasts like this. Yeah, yeah. You can make a career out of it. If I 100%. look at what I've achieved and what I've got to show for it. With no academic background. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> semi-pro footballer. Yeah. That, yeah. There's not one recruit in the world you don't see that comes into your office at the bottom, semi-pro footballer. Yeah. That's like the standard. <laughs> Interests. I love that, mate. I love so like, uh, what you're saying is that you're honest, right? That it's tough, it's hard. However, the rewards are real and, and yeah. genuine. Yeah, massively. And I think you've only got to, to look around at some of the people. You know, like I look at my director and kind of go, that's where I kind of want to aim to be. Yeah. Do I own my own, my own recruitment company at some stage? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But where I am at the moment and my part options. of life, it's great to have that. Yeah, but yeah, for yeah. me, I'm, I'm happy. And, you know, as I say, I'm at that point, engaged, got a house. It's not yeah. bad for a 34. I look around at my... And where, the way I judge that is I look at my friends. Really? And my friends have done better in certain aspects of their life, but I've probably got more to show for it. Really? Yeah. Maybe they spent it all on the watches and cars. There you go. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Don't buy the, the expensive watches, the Rolexes. <laughs> Wait for that. We can make love that. So, I guess um, what what I'm always curious, and I think again, people can get value out of this in terms of billing managers, etc. How do you structure your day? That's a good one because that, as much as I, I've always been quite structured, and I wouldn't necessarily put myself to times. I know some managers do and some consultants do, but I always I, we have like a yellow book in work, yeah. and it's a day plan to some extent. Okay. 
I will have stuff in my diary. I'll have it on the database, and I'll have stuff I need to do on this yellow book. So, so what your to do list, or pretty much to do list. Okay. I know I'm quite focused. I'm, I'm quite my memory's good. So yeah. I know where the pressure points are. If it's contract per and what we need to cover, yeah. what client. Um, I'll be doing stuff on the way in to work. I think that's key now. Really, now really? I've got a, a journey where I can actually. That's just like added time to your day, and that. Yeah, so get free your LinkedIn so messages. Okay, that's for sure. Text clients. Yeah. You know, oh, I can't get hold of so and so. Yeah, I'll come back to you at ten a.m. with an update. Yeah, text your candidates. You know, get back to people on email. So emails admin on the way to work. Try and okay, do as like much that. as that as you can, and then when you get into work, you focus. You know, you might have some ad response. You 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 generally calling people back from previous days. Yeah. Set and, and also set yourself some time for BD. So I'll probably go in the morning, I'll be searching roles, calling people Candidates, back. Yeah, sourcing, yeah. Then from about two till three, I'll do at least an hour BD. But yeah. I, I still have callbacks with clients during the day. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there'll be times when Friday I've got three or four calls, but yeah. I'll still be doing BD when I go back today and tomorrow. Yeah. So I always try and make sure there's something I'm doing to bring, because now the, you know, the team, if they haven't got roles on, especially if they're in a delivery function, it's me that gets it. Yeah. You know, I'm the one the pressure's on. So yeah. I need to give them work and good work, not just any work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how I do it. I'm quite, I kind of get in the office, say quarter past eight. Yeah. I generally leave about quarter to seven. Really? Yeah. Seven o'clock. I might Oof. stay later, depending. But then bearing in mind, I will go to the gym for an hour and a half. So, oh, what do you mean? Like during the day, we get oh. to go to the gym. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice man. Why do you think I'm working there? It's not for the money. It's for the <laughs> no, gym. I love that. Yeah, we um, where we're moving to to our new office. It's got a gym at the bottom of the office. I'm so excited. I I go gym before work. You've got to get yourself in there. It's, so it's do a you, mental. Would thing. you recommend lunch? We've been doing it and it works. We've been doing it for a while now. So my director's really like when I first joined, and if you ever met him, you see why he's huge. <laughs> he said um, you can go to the gym at lunch as long as you're doing what you should be doing. Yeah. So a few of us go together and and do our own thing and then come back yeah. have your lunch and then just work through yeah, yeah. Um, and just make the time up yeah, yeah no, I like that Is it? do you feel like it helps you like mentally in the rest of the day I couldn't agree more yeah it's the mental thing I, I think sometimes the job can get on top of you yeah. uh, depending you know at any level you work at and it's just nice to have that step away you know don't respond to your emails and texts in the gym listen to some music yeah, yeah, just crack do on. whatever you need to listen do listen to the recruitment roller coaster podcast you could do that <laughs> or make your own tune list up on Spotify <laughs> yeah. but you, you definitely need something to, to have an outlet and I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's key to, to recruitment itself not just you know some people don't want to go to the gym but whether it's a just hobby a walk or anything anything read a book I don't do yeah, something yeah, yeah, do something yeah to, to take your to mind to sort of yeah take it away and then, and then go uh, attack the, the rest yeah, of the day because you see a lot of posts on LinkedIn and I know I've seen the CISO <laughs> of Just Eat yeah. he's, he's talking a lot about mental health at the moment yeah. and he's talking about what they're doing for people within his community yeah. what do they go and do he goes to the gym but some of them don't yeah, yeah. So, you've got to know yourself of course you have you've got to know yourself 100% as long as it's not down the pub every night you would be alright yeah, yeah yeah 100% so um Okay, so what I've heard a lot is like billing managers' challenges. Like you've mentioned that this, it, you've actually ended up billing like even more as a billing manager, right? So, how have you managed to do that? Like, has there been any key things? Because I think that's a a huge thing going through billing managers' head. It's like, wow, okay, so I've got to develop these people, but I've still got to hit these billing. Like, like how how have you done that? I'll probably say. I've been more focused in my job in what I okay, do. Okay, so real focus. Yeah, that's helped. So is that like making sure that when you say to yourself, well, I'm going to like source in the morning, you actually do it and not do other things? And, yeah, okay. and that's what you need to be good with in the okay. billing manager. You need to, like I said to you, um, I'll say to my team, if you really need me, get me. But if it's not urgent, let's speak between 12 and 1. Okay, so have that discipline. You've got to, because yeah. if you don't, like they come up to you, oh, I found a yeah, CV yeah, for something. Yeah, it could be anything. That's great. 
you're stopping me now from yeah, you know, yeah. and if so I get, have the discipline and I think that's saying no to people isn't it you, you have to say no and sometimes I feel a bit bad but, but I've got to that point now where yeah but proof in the pudding right yeah like if it like if it works it's like right and that's something you can communicate as well isn't it it's like look guys this is this is why I know sometimes it might be come across the wrong way or whatever but look what we've achieved together and this is why I think this is a key part so focus discipline I like that anything else just the right attitude you know you've got really? to come in mindset the, yeah the mindset is w- what this job's all about yeah um, and you've probably heard it a hundred times no over. I don't think enough people talk about it but it's the mindset if you've got the right because I, I kind of look at my team they come in sometimes and I just go what's up like yeah. we've all got shit going on at home yeah, we've all yeah. got stuff but you've got to when you walk through that door you've got to switch it off and go right what am I here to do? What am, yeah. what am I here to achieve? Am I going to hit, hit my target? Because if I hit my target, I'm then going to get the reward financially. Yeah. Then I'm going to go and buy what I want, do what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think enough people kind of look at it in that way. Yeah. For me personally. So is that how, that, so how, that was going to be my next question. Like, how have you cultivated the the right mindset for you when it comes to recruitment? Because I, honestly, I don't think enough people talk about the mindset. Like, I love talking about it and it helped me a lot. And obviously, I've, like I've I've really made the time to invest in myself, self development, whatever. Which which a big part of that is, is the mindset. So like, how have you cultivated that yourself? I definitely think now I've got to an age where I've I've matured. Yeah, yeah. you know, I kind of look at people around me who've done really well, and then it just they drop off a cliff for yeah, various yeah, yeah. reasons. And just take little snippets, as I said, take the good yeah. bits from everyone you've ever worked with, every manager, and now I've kind of put that into one. And now I feel so what works for you. I'm I'm a I feel I'm a confident manager, I'm a good manager, yeah. I'm fair, I treat people in in the right way. Yeah. And that's helped me then achieve those financial goals and hit targets. So I think goals has been a big thing for you then. Yeah, goals is it, it's always setting something there. It's it's reaching for that bar and I always go, look, if you set your bar at let's say I want to do fifty deals, why don't you put it at seventy deals and if you hit sixty, well you've gone ten yeah, yeah, like, yeah. don't always yeah, I've heard aim, that a lot aim for that 50 just push it on a little bit more yeah, yeah. Push give it yourself more. yeah you want to give yourself goals like have you heard of 10x no you never come across that no there's this guy called Grant Cardone it's all about um, 10 it I'm listening to the audio book at the moment and it's it's exactly that it's like look give like if you're saying right 50 deals well um, not quite times 10 that if you're 50 is already big or anything but it's basically saying that it's like well instead of saying that why don't you say this because if then you know how much you're going to know right you need to 10x the action yeah. but if you don't get it you're going you're gonna to achieve more and be you're not going to be anyway. as disappointed exactly. because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much guaranteed 9 times out of 10 people if you said do 50 they'll do 40 yeah exactly because so I think that's good you know in their head 50 is good enough but just push it that little bit more that's what yeah, I'd say yeah, yeah. and that's probably what I did last year I kind of looked at it. there was times when I did have to do more than I probably should have done yeah. but it's helped me out because now I can kind of go to the guys look I've done that you can do that yeah 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 so how would you um, just quick one before we st- start wrapping up, mate? What um, so yeah, being I, I think people could get some value out of this, but when you do see your um, guys and, and gals and your team like come in and you can tell they're a bit down or whatever, like how how do you help with that and like how do you cultivate having a similar mindset to to you that's helped? How yes. You- so for some of them, I kind of I've known them long enough now what to do. So one or two, I might pull out the room. Yeah. Not to have a go at it, no. just to go, look, I can see something's up. What's going on? Talk to me. Uh, okay, communication. So don't talk about work. There's yeah. all, obviously something in their personal life. You've got to realise some of these uh, guys and girls, that they, you know, they're, they're experienced things for the first time. Oh, so you've been through them. So you've kind of got to give them uh, Uncle Dan's chat yeah. about what to expect and what to do. You can only give them advice, but yeah. sometimes that helps. Or you say to them, look, go out and have a fag or go and have a yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. Those little things. Don't go out and have a fag. <laughs> 
Oh, don't start me on that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's another one of those things I've had to learn. Um, so those, you know, you have to look at your team and, and yeah. the dynamics of it and what, what makes them tick. Yeah. Some people naturally won't talk that much. Others will. Yeah. That comes through communication. Of course it? it does. You know, I, I always say to them, look, guys, if you communicate with each other, we will all do well. We'll all do more deals. We'll all earn more yeah, money. Yeah, if yeah. you do that, and, and I kind of... I go against the other team. So we've got two teams in. One does compliance audit risk. Yeah. I, I look after the technology guys. And I'm always in my head, we need to do better than them. We yeah, need to beat yeah, them yeah. every month. And this is how we're going to do it. And it's getting them on that journey. It's kind of making them understand there's a journey and there's an end goal here. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've kind of got quite ambitious targets to hit. Yeah. I believe we can do it. Yeah. But it needs everyone pushing in the right direction. You need to have everyone on side. Yeah. I think that's key. So... You said that um, if you recognise that, like act on it, communicate, speak do it to straight them. away. Yeah, Don't do sit there yeah. and let it go till lunchtime the next day. I know, you know, I've worked for managers yeah. who will just treat everyone in the same way. It just doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah, you have to be very. You know, is that communication is key. You communicate to your clients and candidates, so why not communicate yeah, to your team? Yeah, so important, isn't it? You know, if you're making a new hire, put them out of the room. Go look, guys. The likelihood is they've met them all already. So and so is going to be coming in. I just want to, you know, spend some time with them. I want you to feel part of this. Yeah, that's the key: is making them feel part of something. That's what I was going to say. That's the second part, isn't it? Like getting your team bought into not just their individual billings and targets, yeah. but actually that they're part of something bigger, which actually cultivates their performance anyway. And you, you, I've get, seen it, you yeah. know, and, and that's kind of what I've learned is is looking at those those little things and saying, look, you're part of something, yeah. not just you on your and own. And actually really drives them. Yeah, massively. Yeah, okay. That's exciting, mate. Have you come across um, Andrew Silito? No. Come across him, have you not? I did a podcast with him. I met, he's, um, he does, he's um, a trainer and um, he actually, um, one of his businesses is all about that billing manager piece and I really liked how he summed it up. It was really simple. So he said that you got a, as a billing manager, you got to break it down into three areas: coaching in the game, so like in the actual recruitment day to day, out of the game, so that you're talking about life stuff there. Understand like they might be going through a house move at the moment. Like understand what's going on in their life. So coaching out of the game and helping in their their life, not just the recruitment piece. Yeah, totally agree. And then training. That those three characters always make time for training if that's for yourself or if that's half an hour with that person about around business development because you both recognize that that's where they might be a bit of weakness so if you um, always cover those three areas in each of your week um, you have a great chance of, of being a, a great billing, billing manager I really like that how it was it's quite simple yeah, do you know it, what I mean and this is it. I think everything about recruitment is is fairly simple yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think people do try and complicate it but it is keeping it Look, this is what it is. Mm. Let's try and 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 I've learned that that's what I really have learned is, as I say, just pulling people to one side, or oh, he could do, a, you know, he needs a bit of help with dealing with candidates on the phone. Yeah, certain yeah, yeah. things he's not picking up, and now we've got the trainer. That's what she's listening yeah. to phone calls. She's helping us out. Do that's exciting. so. It's taking that away from me, but I'm still encouraging. Still you know, I was in the meeting and said, I think you know that particular member needs yeah. help with that. I think that particular member needs yeah. help with client control. She's taken that on board. And she's starting yeah, to, yeah. to use that, which is great. Cool, mate. So look, before we finish, then what? Um, like, obviously, you've been in, you've been in the game for for over a decade. So, like, what 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 are you excited about in terms of the recruitment world and landscape? Like, what do you think? What what things are are going to happen or uh, or change over the next sort of year or two years? What what's going through your head? From it's your an interesting time now because yeah. it, it is changing, and I'm starting to see. Especially in the UK, there's more of a battle with on-site recruiters and RPOs. Oh, yeah, big and, time. Uh, yeah great fans. Um, <laughs> but it, no, it, it is. It's, it's trying to 
get those relationships better because I yeah. think both sides are not benefiting from that resistance. Oh, I don't want to work with you because yeah. you're charging this. Yeah. The reason why most good recruiters will charge a, a certain fee is because they're usually pretty good at what they yeah, do. Yeah, not yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. But it needs to be kind of a, a bit more of a happy medium, I think, there. Um, I definitely like the way, because at the moment everyone's doing transformation. Yeah. That, that's it. All of a sudden it's just kicked in massively. So that's adopting that cloud service, a hybrid service. That will carry on for me for the next two or three years because yeah. you'll get, you know, the banks will naturally then yeah. switch on to it. That, that's what I like. I like the technology because it's it's infrastructure, but it's evolving. And that's yeah. kind of where I've come from. So for me, that that's quite cool. Okay. Um, as I say, I'll talk to you about something off air, which would be quite nice. I can't announce it just yet, but yeah, yeah. I'm starting to do a few other little things that, for me, my interest will start to go as I grow the team and come away from yeah, yeah, yeah. full-time billings. I say that now, it ain't going to happen. But. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, um, what, what are you excited about, mate, in your world? What's going on in Apollo? You mentioned, obviously, you're hiring a few people and all that. Yep. So what's going on in um, your world that you're excited about? So we've got two new hires coming in, hopefully, in March. Yep. Uh, one delivery person and one person to focus on the German market. Yep. We're looking to open a German office. So one... What's the... If someone reached out to me, I might put you in touch, actually. Like, have you... Have you um, is that is that difficult, like, starting to try to penetrate the e, like, e, EU market from the UK? Is that a challenge? Obviously, there'll be challenges, um, but... It's interesting. Have you it, done that? I, I haven't done it personally, oh, right, okay, no, okay. but I've only ever... Germany's probably one of the only places I haven't actually put someone in. So for me, we've got a guy that we hired in November. He started off really well. He had a few clients that were, yeah. were in that region. So we're doing a lot of stuff in Berlin. Yeah. I can see that that part of the world becoming just as... Because the Brexit thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I know a lot of tech companies are starting up over yeah, there yeah. rather Berlin's than here. Berlin's big, isn't it? Obviously. So we was there in January. We're going back in April, nice. May, um, for a football game, mind. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we are going on a client um, yeah, yeah. Nice. visit. But I can see there's massive growth potential there. The UK's saturated. Unless you've done it for a while, mm. it's quite difficult to then come in to do those sort of yeah, two, yeah, three, yeah. four, five hundred numbers. Contract you could. Perms... Yeah. It is difficult. It's yeah. very competitive. So we've got the one of the guys that we're going to be hiring. He is native German. Oh, nice. Um, slightly different background. Done done recruitment, but not in IT. So we just need to teach him the tech. Yeah, yeah. So I can see that team being probably bigger than the UK team we have over the next year. Yeah. Um, I'm then going to start focusing on helping the guys build that out in a, nice. in a certain area. And then eventually we'll probably open um, in one of the WeWorks over there in Berlin. Yeah. And have like a, a hot desk type office. Yeah, yeah. With one Just in if someone wants to... Yeah, because we, we you know, it may be the case that we take turns of going over there. Yeah, I yeah. may go over there once a month. Yeah. That kind of thing. Because all the tech startups seem to be moving in yeah. that direction. Um, so do you think, like, um, if, yeah, if, if recruiters are catching on to that, if they want a piece of that, like... The the client uh, you've seen obviously your colleague and stuff like the uh, seems like the clients are going to be more than be happy done. with yeah. like a UK person oh, yeah. based in UK I deliver as long you, as they have to the, get the people and I think this is it yeah, the proofs in the pudding people, yeah. any country you recruit in you know I've done it in Italy I don't speak Italian yeah. I need to go there on holiday yeah you just got to understand there's a certain way to communicate in recruitment if you get that right and especially on LinkedIn and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah you'll get it spot on yeah. in my eyes but um, know, the German market's efficient okay so uh, exciting times hopefully <laughs> so look last question um, well always like to ask mate if uh, everyone would listen to Dan or take on advice they'd implement it you can sort of um, say a phrase a sentence whatever what would you say to 
the recruiters out there if they'd uh, listen to you mate oh, I don't know about that I don't think anyone will listen <laughs> but um, I would say look you've got to be resilient because there's yeah. going to be good days and bad days and make sure you have an outlet outside of work as yeah. I said whether that's a gym whether that's playing a sport whether that's anything you know whether you're a DJ MC yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. what you do but have something outside of work to take your mind away from this job because it can get into your mind quite a lot and well, bring people down a lot, oh you just oh why didn't that person take that offer yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't I do the right thing here I'm thinking about stuff on the way home all the time and yeah, I get yeah. home and sometimes it's difficult to switch off and my missus is going let's have a chat so you need and to you need, and then you're not there with the missus no, and it's, it's horrible you're f- physically you are but mentally you're not exactly so you need to to learn to do that and it's taken me a while to get to that point so definitely have an outlet yeah, yeah and yeah. I don't care what that is yeah well that, to mate. some extent <laughs> <laughs> love that mate really enjoyed it Thanks for your time, mate. Thank you. Cheers.